Close to Home, where we share the topics that hit close to home as we manage the care needs of our local community with President and CEO Malik Joshi. Hello, everybody. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome Dave Lair to our Close to Home podcast. So Dave is our Chief Strategy Officer for Meritus Health and also the Chief Operating Officer for the proposed Meritus School of Osteopathic Medicine. So Dave, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So we have a lot of fun questions lined up regarding this medical school, but just to get us started, let's get a little few basics, you know, fun things going. So what's your favorite local restaurant in Washington County? My favorite, its it's got to be a place that's close by. So we always go to the Dixie Diner uh, in Smithsburg every Sunday morning. Good choice. Good choice. And what about uh, a book that you're reading or that you've really liked in the last year or so? Uh, a book that I think a lot of people would enjoy right now because uh, ChatGPT is such a popular uh, thing to talk about is a book called Super Intelligence. It was written before... Uh, large language models were really a big sensation like they are. Uh, but it talks about some of the ethical dilemmas and uh, issues facing humanity with AI. So it's a it's a pretty dense read, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. I would describe you as super intelligence too when people ask <laughs> me about Dave. So, so Dave, let's talk about this medical school. So can you step back again for everybody who, who hopefully all knows about it but don't know why are we building a medical school? Well, when you look at um, just the physician shortage na nationwide, right now we have a shortage that's projected to be about 124,000 physicians in the U.S., so, which means that the only way that you're going to be able to serve your own community in a shortage like that is to take away from another community who also has a dire need. So right now in Washington County, we've got a shortage of about 52 physicians that we're looking to hire up, again, in the midst of a shortage. So as we started working on competing for physicians, we really realized that we also needed to look at the supply side and start to develop a way to get a bigger pipeline of new physicians into the country and especially to the region. So folks who have ties to our region and who would want to practice here and other places like here. That's cool. So huge need that we're trying to meet, and it's going to take some time. But what do you have to do to open a medical school? I assume you can't just call it and then just do it. What What's the process? Well, as as you know, uh, it, there's a lot to it. So there's there's two big groups that you need to work with to get a medical school opening. Uh, one is your accrediting agency. So for us, it's a it's the COCA, which is for osteopathic schools, and they really want to make sure, as their responsibilities to the students and to the profession, that every school who is allowed to open and teach students is going to do a really good job of making sure their pass rates are good, making sure that their curriculum adequately prepares them to be doctors, making sure that they have enough partnerships with hospitals and local physician practices so that they can shadow and do their clinical rotations. And if they're not fully convinced that you've set that all up ahead of time, uh, they won't accredit you to move forward. So a lot of what you have to do is building the school ahead of time. So you have to have your plans, you have to have your building and your facilities, of course, but you also have to have your partners in place. You have to have your faculty lined up. So really, three years in advance, you have to put together a very robust plan for how you're going to uh, 
teach all of the students that you're going to have in the first four years. So uh, it's a lot of work. And what you've noted is you actually can't do it any faster than three years based upon all the national accreditation standards, right? Yeah, three years is, <laughs> is really the minimum. So you have to have your dean on board three years prior to starting, and then you send your letter for COCA, and that's, that begins the clock. And then they have a really prescribed set of milestones that you have to hit along the way, and it's a three-year process at, at the minimum. That's amazing. So three years, a lot of work with curriculum and faculty and 100 people that will be working here. All that stuff is great. But so what people are probably noticing if they drive by Robinwood or Mount Etna is a lot of construction. we got two big things going on, an academic building and a student residence. Can you talk about each of those? It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So the academic building is going to be five stories, 200,000 square feet, which means that each story is right, uh, right around an acre. So on the first floor, we've got a conference center that's going to be able to accommodate 1,000 people. So that's going to be a, just an amazing resource for the students for having symposiums and uh, lectures and other events there, but also something that's going to be available to the community. And then throughout the rest of the building, we've got a really large and state-of-the-art simulation center where the students can learn and practice in simulated medical scenarios so that they can learn what it would be like when they're in the real world. We've got an OMM lab, which is these, if you see folks practicing medicine, practicing the physical exam, and manipulating the body to try and uh, relieve pain and other things like that. That's, that's what we talk about when we say OMM. But our OMM lab is going to be able to have 100 students at a time practicing. And so that's going to be just a, a large facility that's going to be really good for the students. And then on the student housing side, we realized pretty quickly that the students are going to need to have a place to live that's nearby. It, typically, you'd want to have on-campus housing. So we started working with a partner to build 340 units of student housing right here within a quarter of a mile walk to the academic building right on campus. So, I mean, this academic building, an acre of floor, that's huge, right? And It's pretty big. And so a brand-new state-of-the-art it's costing Meredith about $100 million almost to get almost. us there. Yep. That's a lot of investment, but for the future. And the student residences, so like 350 medical school students will be right on campus. Yeah, right on campus. So if you think about the way that uh, it could transform the community, you'll have those 340 or so students right here. And then another 350 or so in, enrolled in the medical school. So some will be doing clinical rotations in Hagerstown. Some will be doing clinical rotations at some of our partner locations outside of Washington County. But all have a direct tie to our campus and to our community. So that's about 720 young, college-educated, future physicians who are building attachments and roots to our community here, which, you know, that's... It's transformational for the region. It's pretty powerful what you're leading. So like you said, over 700 young professionals in about the 200th medical school in the United States. That's pretty cool right here in Hagerstown. So yeah. So you got to tell me, what's the hard part? Is it the color of the carpet or the wall <laughs> color? What's, what's some of the hard things about building a brand new building from scratch? 
You know, it's as funny as it is, some of the little details, like the finished details, are the things that are hardest to get uh, consensus on. Because everybody's got an opinion about the wall color. Uh, but, you know, there's not too many people who really want to chime in about the size of the elevator shafts. <laughs> So that's cool. So as we wrap up, I mean, thank you, Dave, and to the team for all that you're doing for impacting the, the health of this community and going beyond health, getting into economy, getting into education. It's going to be huge. Well, I mean, thanks to you. You know, you've been a, a really important leader of this initiative from the very start. The first time that I heard the idea at all, you were challenging us to think bigger about the way that this could come into being. And I, I know that I was originally skeptical and I thought, oh, this is just a crazy idea. But if my boss wants me to research it, I'll, I'll research it. And uh, wouldn't you know that the more I looked into it, the less crazy it seemed. So thanks for challenging us all to think bigger. Oh, thank you, Dave. So we'll end with the favorite question. And what's your favorite vegetable? Right now, uh, pickled cauliflower. Pickled cauliflower. Okay, so yeah. cauliflower is pretty cool, but pickled cauliflower. Yeah, um, Maggie's into any kind of pickled vegetables, so <laughs> that's my t toddler, a two-year-old daughter. Um, so we'll try just about anything, but right now I think our favorite is pickled cauliflower. Cool. Well, Dave, thanks for joining us on Close to Home. Thanks to you and the entire team for this medical school thing and everything uh, related to the impact of the health of this community. And as everybody will probably run out and try some pickled cauliflower. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thanks.